safety, belonging, and dignity. The experience of trauma is deeply linked to our inherent needs for safety, belonging, and dignity. In fact, the somatic definition of trauma is, quote, trauma is an experience, series of experiences and or impacts from social conditions that break or betray our inherent need for safety, belonging, and dignity. They are experiences that result in us having to vie between these inherent needs, often setting one against the other. For example, it might leave us with the impact of, I can be safe, but not connected. Or, I have to give up my dignity to be safe and connected. It splits safety, belonging, and dignity from each other so that they are no longer co-supportive. We are then in an unwinnable internal struggle. We are fighting ourselves because each of these needs are inherent. None can win out over the others. End quote. Healing, on the other hand, is the, quote, embodied ability to reconnect safety, belonging, and dignity and have them serve one another rather than be at odds with one another. End quote. These definitions for healing and trauma, as well as the following definitions for safety, belonging, and dignity, are drawn from Stacey K. Haynes's book, The Politics of Trauma. Safety is a state in which one is able to be both secure and vulnerable, authentic and without fear that this vulnerability will be used against them. Safety is also the ability to assess one's environment, other people, and mutual concerns in a relaxed and open way. Belonging is the feeling of being accepted and approved by a group of people or by society as a whole. This includes belonging to people, like family, friends, and community, belonging to place, belonging to culture, and belonging to landscape. And last but not least, dignity refers to our inherent value and worth as human beings, a sense of worthiness. In order to work toward healing the ways in which white supremacy culture and its affiliate systems of oppression have ruptured our ability to satisfy our inherent needs, we need to be able to understand what the presence and absence of those needs feels like in our bodies. The following reflection prompts are intended to help you establish that familiarity within yourself. Safety. When, where, and with whom do you feel the most safe? Where and how do you feel or experience the safety in your body? When where and with whom do you feel the least safe? Where and how do you feel or experience this in your body? Belonging. When, where, and with whom do you feel the most belonging? Where and how do you feel or experience this in your body? When, where, and with whom do you feel the least belonging? Where and how do you feel or experience this in your body? Dignity. 
When, where, and with whom do you feel the most dignified or worthy? Where and how do you feel or experience this in your body? When, where, and with whom do you feel the least dignified or worthy? Where and how do you feel or experience this in your body? I invite you to pause here and spend some time digging deeper into these questions and recording your reflections before moving on to the next module. Cultivating Safety, Belonging, and Dignity in Research One way to mitigate harm and the potential of traumatizing or re-traumatizing in the name of research is to consider how your work and interactions may impact the sense of safety, belonging, and dignity of the people and communities with whom you are engaging. The following reflection prompts are intended to help you think through this. What do safety, belonging, and dignity look like for the people and communities we are engaging? Note, part of taking an equitable approach to designing research engagements means that we don't, one, project our own responses to these questions onto others, or two, assume that these needs manifest in a homogenous way across the populations we're engaging. That said, if you're starting a project without a sense of what safety, belonging, and dignity look like for those you're engaging, it may be a sign that you've not yet built the depth of relationship and trust that you need with community to be able to engage in a non-extractive, reciprocal way. Please refer to the modules on extraction and reciprocity in Chapter 4 for more information. In terms of the people and communities you're engaging in research, how have their senses of safety, belonging, and dignity been broken by research engagements in the past? Note. Remember that trauma is passed through generations, so it's important to look into historical forces that shaped and continue to shape the lived experiences of the people and communities being engaged in the present day. How we uncover these histories is also key, as we want to avoid re-traumatizing people and communities in the name of historical research. How might we ensure that present-day or future engagements do not re-entrench the same harmful dynamics? How might our current way of engaging with a participant or community put their inherent needs for safety, belonging, and dignity at odds with each other? In other words, how might the design of our research engagement potentially cause or reinforce trauma? How might we design experiences in which an individual's safety, belonging, and dignity are co-supportive and serve each other? 